Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio, and I'm so thrilled to have Citizens Bank as a as a major sponsor of this show. They do such good work in the community, and uh, just just thrilled to have them. So uh, every every uh, show, I'm I'm proud to say I'm from the Citizens Bank. Uh, studio. Hey, I have a great couple of guests today, but before we get to our guests, I want to share just one quote with you. And, um, you know, when I was at, I went to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College and then owned a Southern Miss. Uh, you know my story as a paramedic and went to pre-med, changed my major, and then went on to get an MBA in business. And I had some great instruct- instructors along the way. Uh, I was, uh, to, to say that I was a, a monomaniac on a mission when I was in school is an understatement. Statement. Uh, I used to, I used to, uh, I strove to make hundreds on all my tests, and if I made a 98, I'd, I'd almost have a nervous breakdown. And one day, a, a, a teacher at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, Mr. Stamps, God bless, rest his soul, what an amazing teacher. He called me into his office one day after he handed out a test. I made the highest grade in the in the, in the class, but I, you know, it was in the 90s. And he sat me down and he said, Ricky Matthews. You made so much better than everybody else. No one makes 100 on my tests. You better get a grip on that, son, or you're going to die young. That's what he told me. You know, it's funny when you have to – my biggest regret is I never circled back with him to tell him how much that meant to me for him to give me that – they, to give me that that advice, it was such powerful advice. Gosh, if we just listened to it, I had a, I had quite an imagination. But in my philosophy class, we used to watch Carl Sagan, the great astronomer, and you know, I guess he was a, also uh, a philosopher. But Carl Sagan, we'd watch his videos and learn about you know the great universe and all of that. And I ran across a quote from Carl Sagan the other day on the history book that I get each morning. He was born. Back in uh, 1934, and here's what he said: Imagination will often carry us to worlds that never that never were, but without it, we go nowhere. I love that. I've always had a big imagination. I've always, you know, created big, hairy, audacious goals, and then I would create little baby steps to be able to get there. And um, my next guest knows a lot about big goals, knows a lot about working with people who have big imaginations. I'm, I'm thrilled to have my dear friend, someone I have so much respect for, the work she does in the community. She's just a really good person, but Cynthia Walker. And uh, Cynthia, how you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. <laughs> I know you are. So the uh, the train museum we've we've had you on a couple of times to talk about it, but you know you hear that you hear that quote from Carl Sagan: "Imagination will often carry us to worlds that never were, but without it we go nowhere." As it relates to the train museum, man, there were some big imaginations there, weren't there? There were, and. It is still happening every day. Our goal is to make something change around our place at least once a month. And I think that's the most exciting thing about being a part of this project 
is that you could dream and really big dreams. And then we saw them come true. That's a, that's better than Disney World, Ricky. <laughs> It really is. It really is. You go back and, you know, I studied Walt Disney a lot in when I was in school because I, I was always completely blown away by how this guy who was an artist and would just evolve and, and pursue his goals. And then obviously, as we went forward, he built this sustainable company that had built into it these defining principles that have lived on long past his, his passing. But, you know, you guys have built into this uh, train museum everything you need to succeed. And in fact, recently in July, you, you got you, you were named a triple A as the ninth most unique attraction in the country that you needed to see. That had to have been an incredible designation given all the hard work. Really was, and we've been open three weeks when we were noticed for that because they came at, to the opening week. Um, but we've also really worked hard to live up to that designation. And when you give so much to the community, what's been greatly rewarding to all of us is that the community is giving back. Last Friday, we passed 30,000 guests that we have welcomed into this museum. And our fifth birthday for months, at least in opening, is next week. Who could have ever guessed? We anticipate we're going to be at 50,000 by the end of this year that have come to us from over 22 states in the country already as far away, Ricky, as Hawaii. Who could have ever guessed this kind of group of folks that came together with a vision and a dream could produce something with the great support of all of our contractors that worked hard all those days before to open something that is so exciting to everyone that comes here. And so we are we are living the dream over here. Hey, what's interesting, I actually had a, I had a conversation with uh, a uh, human optimization coach, Robbie D'Angelo, you may know him. And he's, we had a terrific conversation about how hard it is to find a, a significant other these days, and I, you know, I'm so thankful that I am married, happily married. But if you know, it, with the internet and all that, it's just hard. You know, so, so the internet's the best thing that ever happened to people, and it's the worst thing. I, I gave the example. My dad was a car collector, and one of the cars that he had was a Pierce Arrow. What an incredible car that was! In fact, I wish we had it today. But the hood ornament on a Pierce Arrow is very unique. And the example that I gave was that if you needed a Pierce Arrow hood ornament today, you could just go find a community that collects Pierce Arrow hood ornaments and you could buy it from anywhere in the world where well, the train, the train enthusiast world is like that too. So, I mean, I know that you're not, you're not principally targeting train enthusiasts. We, we all know that it's just, this is, this train museum serves a, any age from two years old to as old as you want to be. Everyone who goes there is blown away and is mesmerized by the miniature aspect of it, and there's something to see that's magical in every eyesight. But the reality is, though, the, th the train enthusiasts are a heck of a community, and they study it, and they want to see it, and now that you proclaim to be the, the largest in the world, that is a very significant designation that's drawing, you know, those who are interested in that from, like you pointed out, all over the country and the world. 
No doubt. And you're so right about that enthusiasm in that sector that values this and participates in this process of model railroading. Um, we're very fortunate. We have 25 layouts that many of those in our area have come together to produce for us. And then we have this unique signature piece that many of you that have been here spent, spent a lot of time around, which is Highway 90 in miniature. It is just still exciting to us. We've worked here now for months, but those of us on the staff, we can hardly walk by without wanting to press a button as well. <laughs> And we know that we intend to grow that and we intend to embrace even other sectors within the world's population that we could bring into our future modeling that will go into place here because we are the world and we believe we need to also represent some of the areas of the world. So this place has a dynamic feel already, but it has still a vision ahead for the next five and 10 years that we think will keep it alive and vibrant for this community for a very long time. Well, listen, um, our mutual friend Dave Dennis and I worked together very closely after Hurricane Katrina on the tourism sector and, you know, developing a plan. And John Harrison joined us, and we did a lot of studying about this. And what we what we came to understand is that to have a first class, we, we said maybe eventually we'll be a tier one destination. But in order to be a strong destination, you have to have a great airport, which we are, man, we have a really good one. You have to have a convention center. You have to have hotel rooms. And you have to have um, amenities. And amenities really defined as a wide range of things for people to be able to do. So we got we got gaming and gaming came back quickly after Hurricane Katrina, but family attractions was a really key part of that. We needed that. We needed to really hit it out of the park on on family attractions. That what we've seen over the past five or six years is a growth of those kinds of attractions. But there, you know, the truth is, as more families come to this and we're drive-in market, eighty more than eighty percent of the people who come here come here in their cars. They covet uh, something like a train museum, and they can easily find it too at your yeah. new location because the way the internet works today as it relates to that as well. But um, so it's no surprise to you that the success has been pretty significant, knowing that you guys are bringing one more dimension to the amenities scene for coastal Mississippi. Absolutely. And one of the things that we're celebrating right now is the ability that this organization and site has to do with bringing other tourists that might not have been here. And let me give you an example on Wednesday, tomorrow, we're going to host the host and founders of GoNomad.com. They have been in existence as a travel guide blog and website since 2000. And they have made the decision to come to the coast, and we were the first place that they are going to visit. Hey, so, let, hey let's do this. We're at the end of the segment. When we pick it up on the other side, we'll talk, talk about why that's actually significant. And also, there are other travel magazines, publications that you've been uh, featured in. We'll talk about that. And then we'll take a step back and remind people what is all going on at the museum. When we continue our conversation on the other side after this break with Cynthia Walker. We'll see you after this.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank studio. I have my friend Cynthia Walker. Some may know her as Cynthia Mitten Walker. She goes by all those names. She's the CEO of the uh, Traintastic Train Museum. And it is an amazing destination. It's an amazing place. When we went to break, we were talking about this this very unique travel group that's headed there. Number one stop is the train museum. Tell us why that's important, uh, Cynthia. Well, they have a blog that they do online, and they had on their top view day was 32 million viewers. When you think of even bringing... 1 million viewers to the recognition that this exists on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi and that there is other things to do here when they would plan a trip and show up. That's very impactful to our economy. It's impactful to our total tourism concept because we know from research that every person who has a positive experience or a negative one goes back and tells 13 people about that experience. So we want to feel like we have taken the lead for the whole coast on this, and we are recognizing the value of being able to do so in that we also encourage our guests to go to City Aquarium and go to see some of the other attractions while they're here. Spend the night, stay in a hotel. We actually have our name, um, our wristbands have a name of our restaurants around here that have chosen to be participants in that so that they can be a guest here and if they're from out of town, out of state, say, okay, where can I go eat? Well, here's an idea. And so our goal we look at is to promote the whole South Mississippi coast along with everything else that we're trying to accomplish. I love that. And obviously I came from media and uh, with a strong background in marketing, the fact that GoNomad.com can reach that many people, holy mackerel. And then and then what happens is you engage social media around it, and then you get into each other, each person's social media influence capability. You never know where that's going to be. I mean, the exponential impact of a visit and focus like that could be I mean, it's immeasurable, actually. To be honest with you, it's immeasurable. So congratulations on that. You also have had, uh, had the opportunity to be featured in travel magazines or travel publications. Um, that I mean, all this helps. All this accrues, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, sometimes you see that, of course, all of these were not purchased um, media. They were earned media. They've given those rights to us. So you wonder sometimes, well, is that legit? Is someone going to really see this? I was just at the World War II Museum at their request last Saturday, working there and promoting our museum. And a gentleman walked up and said, no, I haven't been there, but I saw you in such and such publication. And so this is great. I'm taking the QR code. And it is amazing how the connections can happen with the internet and uh, options that we know to just word of mouth share what it is. But this is one of those things that I think even we have been a little bit surprised at how quickly these things are taking place because I've decided when you have a phenomenal product, people are very happy to come and view it and see it and even pay to get there to do so. You know, it occurs to me that um, my friend Steve Azar, the music uh, writer, 
and uh, just terrific guy who's also the music and cultural ambassador from Mississippi. He has, he has a show on Super Talk called In the Mississippi Minute. I need He's actually going to be on my show Thursday. I need to introduce you to him. You need to be on his show because his show uh, goes to a wide audience uh, because of all of his, his uh, country music and blues uh, connections. He has people from all over the country that are on his show. So um, I think so, some of his listeners probably would have a big interest in, in what you bring to the table. So I'll introduce you to him via text, and uh, and I'm, I'm sure he'll be thrilled to have you on the show. Hey, so let's remind people in the short time we have left together, um, when someone walks in the museum, uh, first of all, give them a sense of the square footage of this, you know, why, why you are able to proclaim this being the largest train museum in, in the world. Well, we have 50,000 square feet of exhibit space inside and out. And if you aren't sure how that feels, take the size of your own home or apartment and figure out how many there would be end-to-end to be able to equate to that amount. It is one of those things that we try to be wise. We know that we want to attract children, we say, from zero to 100 years of age. So we have almost an L-shaped design to this um, floor plan where one entire wing is dedicated to 12 and under, and that gives them some separation from those who are just strong enthusiasts for this hobby and this interest area. And they are off to another wing in a different direction so that they don't have to be engaged every moment with the children if that's their choice not to be. So it gives them some ability to choose where they'd like to spend their time. We have found that this is a museum that's welcoming, of course, our regular programming, which is campers and birthday parties and rentals. But we're also starting to see an interesting trend, which is families, but many times dads. And a lot of our attractions don't necessarily see those dads feeling like this is a place that they can be as comfortable with their children if they want to take a Saturday or a day in the afternoon after school. So these are things that we are striving to continue to listen to our guests. We're trying to make sure that that outdoor running train is going to be there no matter what, because that's the focal point of what people want to do. And as you walk in, we want to continue to hear guests say what we hear every moment that we have them come in for the first time, which is, wow. It is an experience that you're not anticipating. And for those who may have gone to our site before we open this new space, there is very little to compare. If you are interested in how it all works and what are the scientific approaches behind some of these elements that they'll see, we have a STEAM shop and we do STEM activities all day long. We know in the state of Mississippi, we need our students to get more familiar and begin to embrace those as things that can become workforce development skills. And so we see this job here as a museum is all encompassing the needs of this community and state. And we believe the response is showing that we're hitting the mark closer than closer. What's uh, what's important about the displays is, first of all, there are so many different types of scenes that people can see, including really key points along coastal Mississippi. But as I pointed out a few minutes ago, I, I, you and I talked about this before, but I remember being a young guy in Gatlinburg and going to the train museum there and, and just being, again, mesmerized. That's, to me, that's the word that comes up, because as you look at this little town or this little section of, of uh, the display, it's easy to get completely enthralled with the intricacies and the, the details and whatever. But um, but you, you have so many settings, don't you? 
We do. And, you know, we had in September, Ricky, something called September Special. We made a concerted effort to invite in groups uh, that were working with people and children that have challenges from disabilities. One of the things that we learned is that our children population who were on the spectrum loved the trains. The methodical sounds of it, its movement seemed to almost mesmerize them. And so it seems to be that no matter who that is, age group or what point in life they are at, these trains are valuable to all of us. And we go in and find them relaxing as a staff. We're having a bad day. You go to where the kids are playing and you see the smiles. This is a place that we all seem to leave feeling better having been here for. And we invite anyone else that hasn't been to come and check this out so they can see how we're doing. It's fun watching you, Cynthia, after watching your career and with so much nonprofit community, both in Mississippi and outside of Mississippi, kind of a 5013C expert. Uh, you've really committed your life to giving back to the community and finding ways to, to as I say it, fill gaps. I mean, what, what defines a great community is its ability to know where the gaps are and go fill the gaps and provide that. And you've literally created a, a career out of it. To see you land in this role, with your specific skill sets and to see this thing come from a dream to reality in such a short period of time and then to get to, I mean, you're headed toward 50,000 visitors in such a short period of time. I'm not surprised at all because you bring it to the table, but it's got to be fun for you to, to be involved in something like this. It really is. And I know that the staff as well as the patrons who had conceived this idea early on, all of us have this sense of responsibility that we have now put this in the state of Mississippi. We need to deliver. And I know a full service museum delivers to everyone in your community. So we have five and after five, which is a plan where if you come that last hour of our day from four to 5 p.m. before we close, it only costs you $5 each to come in because we want everyone to experience what the world's largest model railroad museum is all about. And what does that look like? Because there's a little bit of a big city sitting right here on the corner of Hughes Avenue and Pass Road in Gulfport, Mississippi. We don't want anyone to miss that opportunity to experience it. It's so fascinating. I love staying in touch with you. Uh, I'm inspired by you as a, as a leader and as just a good person but uh and and of course you know the the benefactors and their passion for this subject this is a great story for coastal mississippi and it is an add-on to the amenities that is very substantial and as you pointed out when you can go out and touch tens of millions of people with some of your visits holy mackerel where is all this headed anyway it's been a pleasure to catch up with you cindy thank you so much have a great day and come have some train fun with us you bet you bet this has been cynthia minton walker from the train museum in guffmore when we come back we're going to talk about some latest in pascagoula we'll see you after this Talk Mississippi Media Production.